Buenos dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 26th of January 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Monday the 23rd, the Foreign Ministry confirmed that Maduro's trip to Argentina to participate in the CENAC summit was cancelled, given the strong rejection by various sectors of society. In a statement, the Foreign Ministry argued that there is an alleged, quote, plan developed within the neo-fascist right, whose objective is to carry out a series of attacks against our delegation, unquote. For this reason, the Chavista regime decided to send Foreign Minister Ivan Gil instead of Maduro. A day earlier, Argentine politician Patricia Bullrich filed a complaint with the DEA to proceed with the capture of Maduro due to the case opened by the U.S. Justice on charges of narco-terrorism. Moving on, on Tuesday the 24th, Diosdado Cabello, the first vice president of the PSUV, presented to the Chavista National Assembly the Law on Inspection, regularization of action and financing of the organization and of non-governmental organizations. In his speech, Cabello said that they have identified 62 organizations that operate for political purposes and that receive financing from governments other than Venezuela's. This would be prohibited by the new legislation and would leave these NGOs in an illegal situation. Among these organizations, he mentioned Sumate, Futuro Presente, Provea, El Instituto Parlamentario Fermín Toro, and the Más Ciudadanos Foundation of the Catholic University Andrés Bello. The law was approved the same day. In other news, on Thursday the 19th, the Opposition National Assembly appointed a commission to manage Venezuelan assets abroad. After Guaidó was removed as interim president earlier this year, the Assembly appointed Gustavo Marcano, a member of the Primero Justicia Party, as the coordinator of this commission, along with Carlos Michan, René Uzcategui, John Goicoritia and Fernando Blasi. Speaking of the assets abroad, Gerardo Blide, head of the opposition delegation for the negotiations, urged the Maduro regime to resume talks in Mexico. In a press conference, Blide said the opposition delegation is making efforts to re-establish the dialogue with Maduro's administration to propose a joint plan to unfreeze Venezuela's assets abroad to create a social fund to address priority areas for the population, such as health, education, infrastructure, among others. Next up, on Wednesday the 25th, Miguel Díaz-Canel, president of Cuba, arrived in Venezuela to meet with Maduro. In an interview, Díaz-Canel said that his objective is to continue debating and deepening the strategic lines and cooperation between both nations. The visit of the Cuban president was not announced. Díaz-Canel was received with military honors by Maduro and his wife, Celia Flores, at the Simón Bolívar International Airport of Maiquetía. 
However, Díaz-Canel wasn't the only president to meet with Maduro this month. On Thursday the 19th, the former head of the Spanish government, José Luis Rodríguez Zapatero, visited Caracas to meet with Maduro. Also participating in the meeting were Vice President Delcy Rodríguez, the President of the Chavista National Assembly, Jorge Rodríguez, and Celia Flores. During the meeting, Zapatero expressed his desire for the dialogue between the Chavista regime and the unitary platform to yield positive results, emphasizing that, quote, democracy is a continuous dialogue, unquote. Nevertheless, Zapatero's visit had another purpose. On Saturday the 21st, Miguel Rodríguez Torres, former Venezuelan Minister of the Interior and Justice, was released after almost five years in prison. He had been accused of conspiracy. Before boarding a plane to Spain, the former minister thanked Zapatero for, quote, managing his freedom, unquote, in a video posted on his social media. Rodríguez was Minister of the Interior and Justice in 2014. However, in 2018, after distancing himself from Chavismo, he was detained in Caracas by officials of the Bolivarian Intelligence Service, at whose headquarters he had been detained. On several occasions, he pleaded not guilty. Let's keep talking about Spain. On Thursday the 19th, the Chavista National Assembly approved the appointment of Coromoto Godoy as the new ambassador of the Maduro regime to Spain. On her Twitter account, Godoy said that she will work to consolidate a, quote, new stage, unquote, of dialogue and cooperation between the two countries to benefit their citizens. Let's remember that in 2017, Spain cut relations with Venezuela until last December 2022, when the Spanish government promoted Ramón Santos from charged affairs to ambassador in Caracas. On Thursday the 19th, Ali Padrón, the Minister of Tourism, announced the expansion of air routes from Madrid. The announcement was made after a meeting with the chief executive and vice president of the Spanish airline Plus Ultra, Roberto Rosselli and Julio Martinez, respectively, during the International Tourism Fair. Padrón said that charter flights will be carried out every 10 days with the Madrid por la mar route. However, he did not specify when these flights will begin. In more international news, on Tuesday the 24th, the United States government granted a license to Trinidad and Tobago to develop the Dragón Natural gas pipeline located in Venezuelan waters. The news was shared on Wednesday the 25th by Keith Rowley, Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago. The license means that Trinidad and Tobago will be able to resume business with the previously sanctioned Venezuelan state oil company PDVSA, although the Maduro government will not receive any cash payment from this project. Rowley described Washington's announcement as, quote, a happy and significant day, unquote, for Trinidad and Tobago, as well as the Caribbean Forum region. 
Speaking of the U.S., on Thursday the 19th, the U.S. oil company Chevron began unloading at its Pascagoula refinery in Mississippi, the first export of Venezuelan oil to the United States since 2019 after receiving a shipment of 237 barrels of Venezuelan heavy crude oil at the beginning of this year. Moving on, on Thursday the 19th, a march of teachers and workers from the health sector was sabotaged by a group of armed people who called themselves, quote, colectivos, unquote. The demonstration that began as peaceful almost turned into a war zone. While protesters from the education and health sectors took to the streets to demand a salary increase, the colectivos intimidated the protesters and threatened to use their weapons all this under the observation of police groups who remained attentive to the situation. Using a megaphone, the leader of the armed groups said the protesters, quote, ruined the peace in Caracas, unquote, and therefore wanted to stop the protests that began on the 9th of January. On Monday the 23rd, Maduro finally spoke about the protest. In a national broadcast, Maduro promised workers that he would have an income protection plan by February. On that note out Maduro, on Thursday the 19th, he announced numerous plans and programs to support evangelical churches throughout the country. Maduro said he intends to allocate resources to social missions to restore temples, support the needy, through evangelical volunteering and even create television and radio programs to spread the word about Christianity in the country. In other news, on Sunday the 22nd, Ramon Velázquez, Minister of Transportation, announced that a thousand Iranian Saipa brand vehicles arrived in Venezuela. Abreu said that in February another 2,000 vehicles from the IKCO brand will arrive there will be four vehicle models in the national market. The vehicles will cost between $14,000 and $16,000. Following this news, on Tuesday the 24th, Velázquez alerted citizens to avoid falling for scams with the sale and purchase of Iranian vehicles. On his Twitter account, Velázquez said that the only system for the purchase of these cars is through the QR codes published on the Ministry website. And to close this edition, good news! On Thursday the 19th, the Martin Enels Awards jury announced that Venezuelan activist Feliciano Reina, founder of the LGBTQI NGO Acción Solidaria, will be awarded this year for his contribution to the Venezuela human rights fight. His organization created the first line of care for those affected by AIDS and has dedicated itself to promoting the right to health of Venezuelans. The award ceremony will be held in Geneva, Switzerland on the 16th of February. And that's it for this week. Hey y'all, another question. Are there any platforms we should be on but aren't? We can tell how many people listen on various platforms, iTunes, Audible, Google Podcasts, etc. And we can tell those not on VPNs what country you are listening from 
but we want to be sure that there aren't some important platforms we aren't on and should be. So let us know at Venezuela at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.